Welcome to episode number two of the WIM podcast. That's W-W-I-M, Women Who Inspire Me. I'm your host, Dave McGrath. With me is our lovely, beautiful, talented, smart, and hilarious Colleen McCauley. Thank you so much for coming on. Woo, I'm happy to so, be here. Yes, Ow! Colleen is awesome. I've <laughs> known her for like three years, three-ish years, maybe yeah. a little more than that. Yeah, what um, year did we go to that um, grunge thing, the concert up in Gardner? The, I want to say that was like right before the pandemic, maybe. Was that like... The summer before? The, or maybe? the yeah, fall? The yeah, because yeah. it was like cool as... Yeah, that was... That, that was, was awesome. good time. Yeah. <laughs> I love live awesome. music. I, I know. Like, I know, and they played all our fav- <laughs> grunge favorites. Yeah. Where yeah. did... Now, did you grow up in that area? Are you... No. Okay. I'm, I'm from Charlestown. Charlestown. Born and raised. Yeah. I lived there till I was about 17, yeah. Okay. And then we moved to Wilmington. Now I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Memorable Charlestown memories? What was that like? Uh, I remember living there. <laughs> 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 no, I know. It's like growing up in the city in the 70s and 80s, yeah. you know. It was a, you know, it was a interesting time, yeah. you know, doing the Catholic school thing, Irish <laughs> thing, you know, the si- thing. Siblings? No. No. Mm-hmm. Only child, Catholic high school, or just... Elementary. Half of high school, and then we moved, so I went finished high school. Go going to mass every week. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, mass, black mass, no <laughs> CCD. No, no. I went to Catholic school. Oh, okay, so you knew all that stuff. Yeah. We didn't have to do the you extra did, yeah, class because right. we learned it all there <laughs> day. When was the last time you went to Jesus, church? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, like that wasn't for someone's funeral. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. For mass, no like idea. I'm going to mass this week. Well, um, I'm not even sure I consider myself Catholic anymore. Yeah. to be honest, you know, nobody's doing that. Same here. Like, nobody's <laughs> Catholic anymore. <laughs> I was like Presbyterian for a while because yeah. I felt like they had like a good attitude about like what, um, uh, like giving back what Jesus was doing you know yeah. like why would jesus do they actually kind of did it more than i felt like the catholic church yeah. did i liked the more like personable approach we had a woman pastor and she was awesome and um you know and it was very inclusive you know and it was great because we actually had families from cameroon who were part oh, of our congregation nice. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and they brought a lot of fun you know they spiced it up a little for us so that made it you know a little more fun but then um you know, I haven't gone to church, like, regularly in a long time. Are you saying the Catholic Church isn't inclusive? Oh, well, it depends <laughs> on what you want to include. <laughs> Not gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your sons at home. Um, so would you consider yourself Christian or, like, Presbyterian? Is That's, that's a Christian. Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, um, now, do you talk to Jesus at all? I mean, I think there's, like, part of me, like, it's so... In- yeah, that you're just in there. It's yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, like, I'm being an only child. Like, yeah. I was like, Jesus was my pal, you know? <laughs> like, there's some pe- other people have other invisible friends, yeah. you know? So I had the best one. <laughs> so, but, uh, I, um, but I feel like my thoughts have evolved on religion and the whole, like, spirituality and religious kind of experience. Um, I think... Uh, over years, you know, people in power and stuff like that, they're, they're just all kind of so corrupt that I've chosen not to really, like, align mm. with anything super formal. I kind of um, enjoy the philosophies of Buddhism. Yeah, okay. You know, um, in some ways, you know. 
But just uh, about, like, you know, I work on myself, try to be a better person, you know, moral energy, like, how do I, like, level up, vibe up my energy to put out in the world, you know, stuff like that. And I, I think, mean, I don't kill myself. Well, I was going to say, well, and I, I <laughs> the, think for some people, it for some people religion, they can do that, right? They can do that with religion. Right. But, like, I like what you're saying is, like, it kind of boxes you in in certain ways. And when you're yeah, and then more the, of a free spirit to, like, I like this part of that and this part of Buddhism and this part, you know, yeah. and you're going to expand not only well, your Well, I horizons, feel like it, it, keep, it keeps you open to all people, right. <laughs> which I believe Jesus would do, you know. He wouldn't let some people in or expect some people to conform to something that somebody made up somewhere, right. you know, like uh, something... Let's make a religious rule because I'm uncomfortable with something or I want to hide my sin behind my rule, but then still go do it. (laughs) The whole thing is just such a fucking puppet show, you know, it's a farce of, you know, like individual power and stuff. Well, that's like way back in the in the day when the church was starting, priests were the only ones they could read. And that gave them all the power. This is what it says. And here's what. You know, they not only said what it says in the book, but now also I'm telling you what the interpretation is and what you have to do because of this thing that you can't even read. Like, you right. can't even read. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And don't forget to give us your money. <laughs> That's what. It's funny because I love my parents. I love my parents. They still, they'll, they've been going to virtual mass for the past two years. Aww. But like, you know, my, my mom's very progressive. The Catholic Church is not. And she'd be like, I can't believe they're still doing this. I'm like, mom. You know, if enough of you don't like what they're doing, stop and you stop giving them money, they'll change. They'll, yeah. they'll change the rules. Like that's what re- they really care about is your money. <laughs> it's almost religious. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch that show? Absolutely <laughs> fabulous. And there's a, one of the scenes in one of the episodes, like uh, like Eddie's walking by a room with Patsy, and then like she has her Buddhist. Uh, like things set up and she walks by and like gongs the things she goes are you still doing that and she goes almost religiously <laughs> I just smell a die and laugh it was just that show was just amazing yeah, I've seen a few episodes oh yeah it's yeah. all good um, yeah really humanizing like the moms and like you know kind of bringing like the potty potty mom thing you know to the forefront right right a bit right. you know like she, she was still being herself well you know, well, it's funny you say that. That just kids. pops into my head the the party mom thing. Like, I almost think nowadays, not that it's overboard, but like you see all the like, I don't know if it's the combination of being a mother and drinking wine. Oh. There are products that are just dedicated just to that. Yeah, like which blows my mind. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, why is everyone drinking wine? <laughs> it's not even like fun, <laughs> you know. So like, I've got a tailgate with my <laughs> wine. Metallica concert, <laughs> like uh, what? Why? No, well, you gotta drink beer, yeah. burp, and like. Well, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> grab your labia. <laughs> <laughs> if you have wine, you're being sophisticated, right? Uh, pinkies well, up. That, like, if you, if a normal person drank at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, people like, what is wrong with you? But if you're tailgating at a Boston College football game at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, hey, that's what you're supposed to. If there you're are not, no laws. We, if you're not, we question you. Like, <laughs> you are not conformed to the time thing when you are tailgating. There's no time no. at all. If everyone's doing it, it's okay, no matter what the time or, uh, I guess, location. or Because like, that's the other thing. You're, like, you're in a parking garage. <laughs> Drinking beer at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, but 
Um, I never went to a BC. Did you speak? Oh, really? Well, we yeah. Wasn't that. I supposed to go with you and I couldn't? You, that that did happen once, yeah. yes. But we, we'll make that up. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, being Irish and drinking, were, were you... Did you get into drinking in at an early like high school? Like when did you ever? Not really. No. No. Yeah. Me neither. Um, we, my mother was kind of strict and stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, when you grow up, you have family members who have problems with it and stuff. So I didn't really um drink till I was twenty two. Oh wow. Older. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit older. I mean, here and there, I might have done some stuff with Nothing. friends, but yeah. like. It never ended well. Someone was always puking or something. I'm just like, this sucks. So I didn't really, it made me nervous, I think, yeah, then. Yeah. And if, if my mother would have killed me, if she caught me kind of thing, you know. And it's like, oh, I think I want to live. Yeah. I don't want to get be drunk. Um, so that wasn't my, my thing until uh, I got like a little bit older. And I wasn't really a big drinker. I actually drank more after I moved to Lancaster. Well, I was, so I was fucking boring. <laughs> Well, that's what they say. Like kids, I call it lame. Teen, teens from like the out western mass, the town, smaller towns, they just go to the woods and get shit faced. Yeah. What else are you going to do? There's nothing right? to do. <laughs> like nothing to do. You can't. There's not even any way to walk to. Like you know. Um, and, uh, so speaking of you, you grew up in Charlestown until you were 17. You said, and yeah. then what got you out of there? Was it school or? Just um, you know, they moved. wanted to, yeah, move out of the city, oh, okay. you know, we had yeah. enough, I guess. And, um, some of, uh, like my mom's friends have moved to like Reading and stuff. So it was like the same area. Oh, okay. So they're still in the same house though. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Same as my parents. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you go visit Reading? Wilmington? Uh, well, oh, I thought you said Reading for some reason. Well, well their friends moved Oh, to I got Redding. you. Sorry. But, um, you know, yeah. Well, I was like, actually just sort of dog sat for them oh, okay. when they were on vacation, so I was down there for like 10 days. I love being home at my mom's house when the parents are at home. You still get that <laughs> feeling like when you're a teenager and your parents are out and you're like, I'm not washing my dishes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think it's so great. I'm yeah. having ice cream right now. Oh, I'm on my couch with food. <laughs> yeah. I want Leave my the shoes seat in the house. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I might I might swing up there after this. That's cool. Say hi. Um, um, so you you moved there, and then what? Take me through the Colleen McCauley like adventures. What got you into the movie Goodwill Hunting? Like, what was it? Just like, hey, they're doing this movie. I want to try to be in it. Or was there a show business <clears throat> itch before then? Or well, I had always liked. Like, growing up as a kid, I loved plays and yeah. stuff. And, like, Annie was, like, my most favorite <laughs> play ever. I would listen to that record over yeah. and over. And it would be all the people. You know, and then it was, like, if um, my mom was, like, being mean and making me clean, I'd be, like, blasting hot knock life. <laughs> and I'd be, like, it's hot knock life. And I'd be, like, stomping around my room. <laughs> I was so mad cleaning. <laughs> You can identify. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like the Wizard of Oz and stuff. Yeah. Like I loved all that stuff and being an only child, like I would just So like, you kinda you know well, I play along. That was your thing. Yeah. yeah. I still play along with all the shows I watch and stuff. Like Lost, I play Lost and like <laughs> if I don't like someone I'm there and other. You know. <laughs> and then when my dogs come we call her smoke monster. <laughs> um anyway, so <laughs> I'm saying uh 
Well, so yeah, I was into, and I did like a play in high school yeah. and stuff, and I took like theater classes in high school. Um, then I ended up moving to South Boston. You know, I got married and had my son and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was working at Dunks on West Broadway, and uh, they put up signs for like an open casting call. Oh no! Bef- oh. First, I I replaced someone in a play, Death of a Salesman, okay. that was playing on Broadway at the end of Broadway. Um, and then I made my friend Adrian. And and then someone came in and was like, they're doing a casting call for people with Boston accents. <laughs> and she's like, we should go. And I was like, okay. And so we went down to L Street Bathhouse, I think is where they had it. And you got like those little like drawing tickets. Like you a, know, a raffle ticket. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah. and then they would just like have groups of people come in and just read yeah. off of a little card, you know. Uh, and it was well, it was lines from the movie okay. Go Will Hunting. It was. Um, Do you remember which one? It was. Uh, you know, go out there in the rain with no call. I forget yeah. something about. You're gonna go out in the rain to call somebody or something like that. I forget what part. But so we all just read that. Okay. Um, so they could get the accents, and then. They ended up calling me back. They didn't call my friend back. Oh, that's how it always works. Yeah. She didn't have a Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was not from Boston, you know? And then, well, then I went to the callback. And um, so they had like, it's probably like six, of, including me, like six women just sitting there with the casting director and the director, Gus Van Sant. And uh, just just said can just pretend that there are people on the other side of the bar guys you know you've known your whole life you're giving each other shit across the bar (laughs) and um the other girls didn't have accents like i'm like yeah they didn't have a boston accent they sounded like they did not live in boston to me right right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but um and so they they, you know and it's kind of weird like to just kind of improv cold improv that stuff but like two girls went, I'm like, they don't even have an accent. And so when it was my turn, I was just like, fuck it. And I, I stood up, my chair fell over. I was like, that's Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and they picked me for the other role, the one where the girl was walking in. And then they switched me. Okay. That when I called me in for that, it was to be the girl who walks in and says, hi, Will. But they ended up switching me to the other one. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, Were you happy about that switch? I didn't care. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't even know what I was doing. Like, I Google hunting was not a thing. And I did, right. not, I did not know those people. And they were, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were barely, I mean, they were, had been in stuff, but yeah. they weren't, if you said their name, people You'd would never like, heard of Matt Damon before then? I did not. Really? I mean, he, was, he wasn't no, really in that si- many movies before. Good yeah, Will they were in like school ties. Yeah. I think was the, my sister-in-law knew who they were. She's like, they're in school times, school ties. And I was like, ah, I was busy at work. I had a baby. Like I did not see. And at that time there was no streaming. So you didn't didn't watch Voyage of the Mimi. (laughs) You know what that is? No. Educational video with Ben Affleck in it. No. It's a science educational video with Ben Affleck that we watched. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see that. So you just knew there was a movie and like, yeah. So you have pictures with him, but at the time you took the picture, you didn't think it was that. It wasn't that important to you until later? Well, the pictures were from the premiere party. 
so I don't have pictures. Well, they took pictures on set, but they just took those. Pic- they took the pictures, not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that wasn't you saying, "Oh, I want to get my picture with Matt Damon." Yeah, that was just no. like, we're taking a picture of the cast, right? Yeah, they take a lot of pictures when they film and stuff because yeah. of the continuity stuff. You know, because in that I'm drinking a Guinness, right. which was root beer. <laughs> that they would turkey based for head to make That's what uh, she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they would really put it put it was yeah, and put the turkey baster in it would give it like the little But form. what is in there what is in the actual thing? What are they turkey based? Like what are they pushing? The root beer. Oh, so it's root beer on root beer. So it's not They just okay. put it in. Oh, okay, and it just foams up. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know, the character smoked and so they um had like a, a, like a pack of ha- cut in half cigarettes, so they weren't always like so they full looked like you were in the middle. Yeah, but they I don't know what kind of cigarette. I was so sick at the end of <laughs> filming. I had a wicked migraine from having to like yeah, smoke these cigarettes, and I like didn't smoke at the time because uh, I have smoked cigarettes here and there. Over, it's been a long time, but at that at then I wasn't. Oh, I was green when I left there. My head was pounded. And I'm like, Whoa. how many takes do you think you did? Do you? Um, well, when we, uh, got to, when I was filming my portion of that scene, um, it wasn't really so much like a lot of takes or take 10, like we just, just kept improv things, you know, he'd be like, Hey, Kathy. And they, the original script has the fuck you and your Irish curse. Yeah. Yeah. And then line. you added. And then the okay. rest of it was yeah. the improv. So uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. try to go from there and just yeah. keep coming up. And mm-hmm. he'd say stuff. Yeah, and I'd yeah, say yeah. stuff back. Sometimes we'd laugh. Right. But they just kept going, yeah. you know. And then, I, so I didn't know when what I got was, to the movie what what, what they would have chosen yeah. for. But it was fun. Um, Where did they premiere it in Boston, I'm assuming? Yeah, was it? Um, it was the Somerville Theater. Okay. And then they had a party at the barn. Oh, nice! After that yeah, been crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so that like, there's a picture of Mini Driver, Matt Damon, and I. That's like people waited in line to go up and get their picture with them, or get autographs and stuff. So that was my turn with getting my picture with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So did you came up with the Tootsie Roll line? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is the best part of the. Yeah, the whole we line. were just saying. So I was just <laughs> telling Mark. Mark, our producer tech guy, which you can't see on camera. But, um, <laughs> I was saying, like, you're at in the whole movie, your accent's the best accent. Like, and you can tell Matt and Ben are act like they're acting their accents, and yeah. you're not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if you know, the first scene they filmed was the batting cage scene, mm-hmm. and you can totally tell they're overdoing. No offense to you, Matt and Ben, uh, but like, you're they're overdoing their yeah, accents. Call me if you need a dialect coach, <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> dialect coach, but not. <laughs> Not a medical supervisor, we've we've determined, correct? For I am movies? not. Yeah. So if you go to currently IMDb, a medical yeah, super- advisor or something. Yeah. If you go to IMDb, Colleen McCauley is listed as Kathy in Goodwill Hunting, and also on two, I believe it's two movies. It says medical advisor, but that is not. That's some other Colleen McCauley. I mean, I, you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> I make no guarantees. What would, I guess that would be for like a show like ER. That'd be someone like, no, that's bullshit. Right. right. Like yeah, a yeah, doctor yeah. wouldn't say yeah. that or do that. Yeah. That's a like, cool job. I would do like I would do it on General Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would be a good medical advisor, physician. <laughs> do you watch that show? Yeah. Well, 
I'm kind of, you know, here and there now, but yeah. like I was obsessed with the I soap. Some of those shows have been on for like 40, 50 years. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that was the, I remember when I was a kid, you'd stay home from school and it was all game shows during the day and then all the soaps came the soaps, on. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. Like those were, those were your choices. That's it. Yeah. Or, or, or Price we, is right. <laughs> yeah. Sale and of the century. And then all my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need anything else. <laughs> Give me some Erica Kane. Speaking of <laughs> all of my children, you have two. Is it two kids? I do. Two kids. That's all of my children. <laughs> <laughs> and we're good. And we're glad it took two. It's, it's two <laughs> is two like three too many? <laughs> uh, oh, they're a blessing. It's, it's a lot of responsibility. Well, it's the balance, right? It's a blessing, but also stress. I would yeah. I can imagine. I can't imagine. Well, I mean, you know, they 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 give you a lot. You know, you get right. like the. You learn a lot about yourself when you have kids yeah. and all the things, but um, people don't spend enough time, I think, talking about like the like uh, the like how much emotional follow through, like emotional work, emotional follow through, like that's where like the parent burnout comes. You hang out, even like changing them and feeding them. It's just mm. like it's your busy work, mm. but like as they get older and you know and start feeling things and interacting with people outside of the home and things like that, and you know how do you nurture them enough so they have self esteem, so they'll stand up for themselves, so that that's the real work, and it's really hard. And people don't even let you talk about that. Like, if you're not like, I love my house so much, I can't a blessing. I can't wait to make cookies and cut stuff out and glue it and blah, blah, And like, yeah, that's all, it is all, that's all good. But that's not what real parenthood is. The core is. of, yeah. It's not real parenthood. And I think that can, uh, you know, it, it brings a level of depression and isolation to parents, men and women, because it's really fucking hard and you don't, no, until you do it, you know? Right. You can have siblings. You can think, you know, I babysat right. my whole life. But <clears throat> the way you, uh, like, the, the emotional stuff, the mental health stuff and all that, and what you as just a fragile human being can give to this other human being, you know, and sometimes, ki you know, parents have problems, kids have problems, and, like, and you're supposed to just still end up being a perfect parent that yeah. thinks it's so great all the time. <laughs> no, it sucks. You know, like right. it can really, really yeah. well, suck and be hard. And no matter and what And my kids are do, awesome. I was going to say, my parents were perfect. And I am, I, when I was in college, I was a mess. Yeah. I had nothing to do with what they did. Right, yeah. No, they you're were just, amazing parents. And you're I affected just, so much yeah. by your experiences yeah. in school oh, and, yeah. you know, and how you learn to be independent from your parents. Right. You know, and then, you know, but your parents are worried and how much freedom do you give? How much, like, do they, you know, do you step on their tail? No, you got to let your kid, they, yeah. your kids aren't here for you. They're right. their own person, right. you know, and they, you have to raise them in a way that when they leave the nest, hopefully they're fully functioning and that, <laughs> you know, they can at least go pay bills and keep, you know, yeah. keep a job or whatever, you know, um, but, you know, it can be a... a it's hard and it's stressful, yeah. you know. And well, and nowadays with technology too, it's it's very different. Oh yeah, for like things to worry about or checking in on your kids or they're not getting back to me. I'm sure that's. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad I didn't have a cell phone when I was in college. Well, like even my son, um, he's 12 years older than my daughter, so he's oh, yeah. 27 years old now. Um, much different experience, you know, with that with the phone and all that stuff. Like, he, there wasn't really. 
I think we got we had Nextels for a while. <laughs> So we could like walkie talkies yeah, down yeah, in yeah, Boston. Yeah, you'd stuff. be out in public and you hear all the fans. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was you. <laughs> that was me. My walkie talkie. Um, you know, but with her, like it's been a lot more about the technology yeah. and the cell phone and the, you know, and yeah, I. Uh, you, there's like another level. Like you feel like you're separated from their experiences right. in the world and how, how do you keep a handle on it yeah they're having this whole other online technology yeah. thing Secret that you life. probably know de- have not no idea what's going on right. with that right. unless something bad happens and she tells you maybe i don't know, you yeah. know but uh yeah that's that's the crazy thing like we didn't have i was i was my um cousin katie was on first episode and i was saying like when I, when we were in high school one person would come up with an idea let's go drive go-karts let's go to the movies and then you called your other friends to tell them that that's what we were doing so your options were well you're doing this with us or you're staying home yeah. there was no, yeah, wasn't yeah, no yeah. texting other people oh what are you guys doing what are uh, you guys yeah, doing yeah, it's yeah, just like no. that's what's going on yeah <laughs> that's it one of those show up at your door right. <laughs> Damn it. just go knock on the door and see if someone could come out and now it's like if you call somebody without texting yeah. and asking if right. you can call oh, you it. are a yeah. violent psychopath like did you just call me <laughs> i'm very bold i'm sorry and it's I just so had a quick better. question and, yeah right i was gonna say in calling you can have what a, it could be a 20 minute text back and forth and a two right. minute call right <laughs> yeah there's a lot um yeah, so I don't know. Kids are a trip for sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's a balancing act between that and doing shows and yeah. job, current job. What's what are we doing for a uh, for income? I do podcasts. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's and great. I hope you're not counting on this one. Um, <laughs> we're not, we, we don't, don't have sponsors yet. We don't have any salary for you guys. Yeah. Just <laughs> you know. What? I'm out of here. Listen, I could live off my fat for like one month. So <laughs> if we can get a sponsorship for the next one, you do have a cool. show. <laughs> you do have a show coming up on 420. I have correct? a show on 420 at Fitchburg. That will be fun. Doing some celebrating. Yes. Natural products yeah, and I mean, whatnot. Speaking of the way things have changed since we were in high school, the marijuana industry and just companies and just how open and out there it is is mind-boggling yeah it's mind-boggling right yeah <laughs> people just yeah and like and like with their kids you know around and stuff and i'm like oh okay <laughs> it's just so different you know even you know as a, con- a consumer of right. you know it's like i'm still like Shh, don't tell anybody you know <laughs> well, it's still like hide that, right somewhere. it's still like that yeah yeah, yeah. It's still the mentality Ingrained. of this is bad, even though it's perfectly legal ev- almost everywhere now. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's like, when we were younger, like, we were, like, thinking, like, oh, like, we thought we were just getting high and laughing and stuff, but not realizing how much it was, uh, like, you knew it helped you feel more relaxed right. and stuff, but now, like, it's recognized as a way to help people yeah. with anxiety. Right. You know, but back then you were just a druggie who right. also oh, got yeah. to have less anxiety. Right. <laughs> well, and now and now we mo- we know the mechanisms for what's actually happening and right. all the different, you know, CBD, THC, all the different yeah. 
you know molecules in this plant that are help you with this this and this yeah, and back in the day you just got a bag of weed you didn't know no. indica sativa you didn't no. know what it was you i'm like i have 50 dollars <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a there's a menu oh like, i know you go to, <laughs> oh i know they're like chunky monkey or jack's <laughs> yeah. decapitated head uh, i don't know <laughs> I'll take Jack's to care yeah, for Alex Giampapa actually has a he has a joke about that how like they're treating medical conditions but they still have the you know purple monkey like the silly names that yeah, aren't yeah. gonna be like whoa I'm gonna give you some purple monkey for yeah. that it's yeah, like yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the crazy thing is like I I have my medical card for my Crohn's disease but again everything's about money right so in an ideal world or a normal what it should be world i should get my medical card from my crohn's doctor i should go to my crohn's doctor and be like marijuana helps me and my crohn's doctor should be like okay i'm gonna approve you for this card that's not how it works there's just the weed doctors that mm. you go and they want the 200 dollars right. and they don't care i went my first time i went with my medical records i was like here yeah, i have yeah. crohn's and they didn't even look at them <laughs> i'm ready like, to present my case your card we don't care yeah. like, no sit down <laughs> you're gonna hear every goddamn word i just pulled this whole fucking folder together Right. You're gonna listen. The journey. I want to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about money. But it is. It's uh, definitely all about. I think money. that's why it's legal too. People figured, oh, we can make money off this, and the world's, you know, people. I think that was the thing. No. Like, well, if they legalize it, the world's gonna go to shit. No, uh, it hasn't yet. No. <laughs> Although, did you read? There were two recent stories about students consuming edibles in school that they of course got it home mm. and uh had to be rushed to the hospital oh, and it's they like, think they're dying right, and everything. They're not. Uh, right. well one of the eat a pizza and take a nap you'll be fine one of the superintendents <laughs> she was quoted as saying something like well with we we don't like to have drug activity like this at the school no that's not drug activity someone took an adult product from their house and brought it in like, right right you wouldn't say if someone was doing shots of booze you wouldn't say we have drinking activity going on in the high school you'd be like well someone messed up and made the wrong yeah. decision yeah. i remember when i first went to wilmington high um you know i didn't know anybody there yeah. and you know eventually you like kind of end up chatting with people a little bit and uh, this kid came up to me in the hallway one day and he was like hey colleen and he sticks his tongue out at me and i was like okay and um Later on, I was in the study class, and I was it was in the you know the cafeteria, and and the teacher was in there. The kid ran by, and he's like, "Oh, that guy!" And I go, "I know." He just like stuck his tongue out at me, eating a piece of paper. Oh, uh, whoops! <laughs> I did not know that that's how you did acid. Yeah. I had no idea. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> like I was from Charlestown. <laughs> I had no idea how to do that. I'm like, you're like, is he cheating on a test? Did he put like, an answer why is it? Oh, he eats paper. I don't know. Like, some kids eat paper. <laughs> yep, he was tripping. And the teacher's like, what? And I'm like, eh. and I'm like, totally telling on him. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's totally stupid. But, you know. We didn't have, I don't think anyone did acid while I was at St. John's in Shrewsbury. But you never know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> People are up to all kinds of stuff. Well, that's the other, I mean, that's the that's the other good thing about legalization right is you actually know what you're getting right. like back in the day whether it's an illicit you know whether it's marijuana or lsd whatever you got like you said you got a piece of paper who knows what's yeah that piece could be nothing they could just peed on yeah. it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh 
It's definitely good to know what you're putting in your body. The more information you have to what you're putting in your body, the better. The more you know. Right. There's some crazy stat, like, I want to say 80% of, if you go to the grocery store, 80% of what's on the shelves didn't exist 100 years ago. But it's because it's not, it's not really food, right? Oh, it's just, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're making a product that has all these additives and all this yeah. thing that isn't food. That yeah. Sodium blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Some taste like beef. I Some been, taste like chicken. I haven't been at the grocery store in two years. I still do curbside pickup. Oh, nice. It's so much. Well, I have my order from last week. So I add and delete that oh, yeah. and then just drive up and they it's free. They just oh, I know. And they me. just pop it right in your trunk. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I could have used that when I had a baby in Southie and I lived on the third floor. Uh, even if they brought it up the first stop <laughs> at the stoop, I would have been pumped. I'm like, a baby in a bucket, groceries. You, oh, well, you do see um, some grocery stores. I know Stop and Shop. You see expecting mother. There's a... Spa- car spaces that say expectant oh, mother. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, they have them at CVS yeah. too. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's nice, I guess. But the part of me is like, what if I'm expecting to pee? Yeah, I yeah. should have this yeah. spot. Where's, yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. Let me in this goddamn the, store. Where's the injured hockey player spot? I yeah. sometimes I need a spot close up because yeah. I wrecked my leg playing hockey. Yeah. I want that spot. Yeah, <laughs> Lord limps a lot in first. <laughs> His pain is equal. But that's you know I guess. But yeah, no, that's a difference too. Is like back in the day, well, you have you have something. You're you're pregnant. Well, you might have to walk into the store further. That's your tough. But now it's like, oh, we need to pander mm. anyone that has something out of the ordinary going on. We need to mm-hmm. make sure they're a hundred percent. Well, that's why I keep my stomach <laughs> nice and I can. So you can sneak like, into those oh, spots. I need to sit down. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh. The um. The Crohn's, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, part of their thing is they, they want to um, have everyone if have a card. So if you have a condition where you need to go to the bathroom really fast, you can just go in and, you know, a lot of businesses are like employees only. Well, that card uh, will just get you in to uh, their bathroom. It's like, sorry, it's the law. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like Wayne and Goss going to see Alice Cooper <laughs> with your VIP pass. You gotta take a dump. <laughs> sorry, coffee that shop. Is, <laughs> Sorry, AA meeting. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You pick pick the... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where you're going to have where, to go. Right? <laughs> you never know. You never know. I'm, it's way more in control than it is than it was back in the day. But, uh, it's nice having a shit disease. I'm a shithead, so mm. that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we talked about growing up. We talked about goodwill hunting. And performing. So, what got you into the world of stand-up comedy? Mm, probably like some kind of brain worm or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <was> a disease. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. I um, well, I was always I like. I was always a big Kids in the Hall fan. Okay, yeah. I love Kids in the Hall. I like sketch comedy. I liked them more than SNL. I mm. like the kind of edgy weirdness yep. Yep. and stuff. Um, and I liked acting, you know, and uh, so a friend of mine and I were talking about maybe trying to put the, uh, like maybe a little sketch thing together or um, we were also working on a little script uh, based on my experiences working at a car dealership. So we were writing that and, you know, but I'm kind of like, 
um, if it's not due in 10 minutes, then I don't do it at all, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last, yeah, last minute, Louie. And so <clears throat> I was like, well, maybe I got one of those night class things from the Mount. And um, they had a stand-up class with Jerry Caruso. Okay, and I was yeah. like, well, maybe I'll do that. Maybe, like, that will help me, like, to, like, be more disciplined with writing. Okay. So I took the class. um, and then we had like a graduation class and um, place it's not open anymore, but they had a back room. So we all got to do a little set for our family and friends and you know, hold on notes and all of it. And, um, you know, so I did that and then I didn't do anything for like almost a whole year. Like, it was, what like, year eight was that? Months, that you- uh, 2009. Yeah. So it's been a while. Um, I didn't do anything for a long time. And then Jerry reached out and said, would you like to perform on the show for my next graduating class so you have like the old students come in too so i did that and i ended up meeting uh my friend bitsy and she was doing an open mic at collins and air and uh which is not there anymore but that was a fun one and so then i had some place that wasn't too far from where i lived yep. i could go once a month and um and then just started kind of going out with bitsy a little bit and getting out a little bit more and then just kind of you know but since 2009 i mean i I took a couple of years off here and there you know you have something bad happen and you need some time or you're busy and so um i wouldn't say i've been like doing comedy since 2009 because i definitely don't have that much time but um you know i've met people over that period of time and i i don't know i ended up Kind of sticking with it because then it became like kind of there there was enough challenges to meet and try to conquer and you know you, you there's always something to work on even this much time later I can write down a bunch of jokes but like I, you know I still gotta smooth out my performance make it better try to remember them all you know um, it can be hard when you're going to do a set like you know if you had a bad day like how to like leave that oh yeah you know at mm-hmm. home and get there and like try to be like hey you know yeah. and and but those were like challenges that i guess i liked for myself they were like i liked tr- being like oh my suck set but my next set was good like you know trying to always improve on yeah. that um but i still like i i like acting better yeah. more like I yeah. guess yeah 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 definitely I'd rather do comedy acting okay. than in stand up okay yeah 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 speaking of yeah we have the script I <gasps> forgot about should, oh, we, should we redo what a segue yeah, right oh it was like you hired me so I even though there's two <laughs> lines each I still highlighted <laughs> uh. now okay so you said some of this was improv and some of it wasn't but um we'll see what I can remember yeah yeah oh, oh do you want your you don't want to put your glasses on? Oh, you want to do it without your I'm see without if I looking? can remember, yeah. Okay, let me know when you're ready. I'm, I'm probably just going to read. Alright. All right. Kathy! What? Why didn't you give me none of that nasty little hoochie-woochie you usually throw at me? Oh, fuck you and your Irish curse, Chucky. You think I'm going to spread my legs for that tootsie roll dick? Why don't you go home and give it a tug yourself? <laughs> End scene. Yeah. End scene. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. And you have now slap me and give me an Academy Award. <laughs> <You're> 
Well, you had, I was just like, so you delivered that line to Ben Affleck. Yes. And Casey was immediately to, to your left. left. Yeah. Yes. And he went toot tootsie roll. He went like, right. toot toot. <laughs> With that must have been improv too, right? Like yep. that. Yeah. Yep. We just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of laughing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I, th- Had that... you used the tootsie roll line on anyone in your personal life? No, prior never. To that? Not once. No, it was. It just was came to you from the Lord. <laughs> all that all that years of being a Catholic paid off. Yeah. You delivered the best line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could see some of the other stuff we said. I know, like some oh, like of the, the stuff outtakes? he said to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He said to me <laughs> that were really funny that I broke on. Yeah, you know, I just I I would never be able to remember. Yeah. Um, but what was fun was because they weren't famous. Like, um, so at that time, my son was like two and a half when we filmed it. It was uh, probably around June ish, mm. I think May or June. And um, yeah, my son was like two and a half, and we were able to go watch the fight scene at the playground. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, when they were... I have a story at, about that. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, it, you know, when they saw us and they come over and they were like, hey, you know, said hi to Jakey and pick, you know, pick nice. him up and stuff. And then um, I worked at Dunks at the time and uh, one one of the days Ben Affleck came in and he got a couple of coffee culottes <laughs> and reduced fat blueberry muffins, <laughs> said hi. Nice. And I'm like, hey, like, I don't know. You know, they weren't anybody yeah, then. Yeah. So it was, they were super nice. I literally couldn't say anything bad, bad about yeah. them. They were super nice, smart. Like, Ben Affleck is funny and he's so affectionate. He's probably one of the most affectionate people you could meet hugs everybody he's just very huggy and yeah, you yeah. see pictures he's always hugging yeah, 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 hit yeah. like his girlfriends or his pals like he's just an affectionate guy you know and they were very sweet yeah good people uh, they were van, good to me gus van sant did you he yeah to, yeah 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 he was a nice kind of yeah. quiet yeah um not a lot of talking with him. Yeah, that makes you know. sense, I guess. Uh, but then also, you know, Cole Hauser is in oh, that yeah, scene, yeah. who now plays Rip on um, Yellowstone. He's a bunch of stuff. He's great. Well, I'm going, how can I keep saying Cole Hauser's in that show? I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't seen anything with him in it. And then they dyed his hair brown okay. and his beard because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a like recognize. strawberry blonde yeah, guy. right. I didn't even recognize him with the beard and stuff. And I go, oh, that's him. Oh, my God. Holy crap. I can't believe it. That show is pretty good. If you haven't seen it, I, li- I like it. What, uh, what um, it's streaming? Yellowstone. I think so. It was on Peacock, I think. Peacock, okay. And they um, run marathons on it, yeah. of it and stuff sometimes. But not, it's a good one. Like, you know, it's like a cowboy drama. It's it's a boy soap. Yeah, that's why I call those shows to yeah. aggravate men. I'm like, oh, it's your soap on. Uh. <laughs> like I fall in love. <laughs> Do they go dink to dink or dink to bum? <laughs> and then I get kicked out of the room. I <laughs> The age-old question <laughs> of what do they do? I ask the hot hitters, Davy. You know it. <laughs> Did you get to uh, talk to Robin at all? I was gonna say that. Williams? No, no. Didn't even get to meet him. Oh. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. I, I'm devastated about that. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, we're attached by that movie. Yeah. You know? So, you and better be waiting for me when I pass away. But I'll be like, sorry I missed you. And, and I'll be like, and, that's yeah. right. He won Best Supporting Actor over yeah. that. And best, it was Best Original Screenplay, too. Yeah. Yeah. And what was fun is they... Um, 
the night of the Academy Awards, um, L Street Tavern like blocked off the Eighth Street and put a big tent out. Oh yeah, and had like a big party. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got to dress up and go to the party. Um, and you almost got an ape shit when it won, right? I mean, it was very exciting. Yeah. I, I just couldn't even believe it. Um, before the movie was released, one of the cops in that fight scene at the playground came into Dunks and he was like, Hey, did you hear um, that movie's getting Oscar buzz? And I'm like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> I did not even believe it. I was like, right. Beat off. Yeah. Um, he goes, No, I'm serious, Colleen. They're talking about Oscars. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did not no even. One, even after I saw it, I didn't. I loved it. But you didn't think Oscar when you saw that movie. I'm sorry. Not, I, it's one of my favorite movies ever. But I did not think Oscar when I saw that movie. Oh, I didn't. Not I could. I was like, I couldn't even believe I was watching a movie I was yeah. in. <laughs> like when they had the premiere in yeah. Somerville. Um, I'm like just sitting there looking at the screen, you know. And I'm at the beginning of the movie, yeah. so then I had to sit through the rest of the fucking movie. Right, right. right. Who cares about <laughs> that shit? I'm I could what barely, I want to. Yeah, <laughs> I could barely pay attention. Yeah. Like it's such a. It's exciting and like weird and like surreal. Like, like, yeah, yeah, like oh my god, I always wanted to be an actress, well, <laughs> and I'm being an actress. Is. There it is. And literally, my favorite part though was the credits. Yeah, because my saw, name was like I was in that like I was like the eighth person or something. Because it went by order of appearance. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. Callie McCallie. Probably my call. It was probably around, I want to say, 2000 or 2001. And I was driving my friend Christina home. I lived in Waltham at the time, and she lived in South Boston. So she's like, oh, pull up right there. My apartment's right there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, oh, look, uh, look across the street. And I was like, Oh my god! It was the playground from the fight scene. Oh. She looked right across the street oh. from. Her. I was like, oh, I gotta get out and go over there. Like, yeah. Piss on the playground! Yeah, right, right. I'm proud of the movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can I punch? You mind if I punch you, <laughs> It was wicked funny watching that because they had to do like slow motion shots. Oh yeah, and they're like slow they're like, motion punching yeah, without laughing. <laughs> I was like, this is like funny. Um, did you get recognized uh, with? Not from people that knew you, but um, just from after that movie, um, from strangers. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, uh, I, a couple times, and one time, it was like way later, like way after the movie had come out. And uh, it was the guy who was giving us a ride home from the airport. Ooh. And he heard me talk. <laughs> And he had seen the movie so much. Like, like he, yeah. you know, we get in, like, hi, thank you, you know. And his head whipped around. He's like, you sound like the girl from Go Well Hunting. <laughs> and I, like, looked at my husband. I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> like, am I being punked? Like, <laughs> he didn't, like, did he already know? Like, I didn't know if he already, I don't know, you know, because yeah. who the fuck is going to recognize my voice <laughs> when the movie hasn't been out in a long time? His head whipped right around. It's like my favorite frog. I'm, oh my god! I can't believe you're in He's my like, man. Will you tell me I have a tootsie oh, roll? Oh, I know. Please. <laughs> it's like, guys, you don't have to beg me to tell you you have a small <laughs> dick. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've said it enough to enough guys. So. <laughs> uh, well, men, they're nothing if not consistent. Mm. Tootsie roll. 
<laughs> I was hoping for a Charleston cheer yeah. along the way, but no. Speaking, speaking of dick, <laughs> speaking of dick jokes, what what is it like to be a woman in comedy? Like it's, I mean, it's a whole whole other ball game, right? Um. Well, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you must feel like you're in the minority most a lot of times when you're on a. Are you? How many times are you the only female? Oh, most God. of the time, right? Yeah. 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 I'm like, ooh, sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel like uh, my comedy whole thing is like probably different from a lot of people just because I've been so inconsistent with yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. out, then I'm not. Right, I'm right, out, right, now right, it's right. COVID, not like a couple that, years that off. That everyone off. Yeah. Right. And, um, so like from looking like when I started to now – um, the people who it, it's always males who really propel yeah. and stay up there. Right. The women have to kind of like work, yeah. work, and couple of the women are now starting to appear at certain places yeah. that only have certain people, yeah. but they've managed to get okay. in. But they've had to do a lot of work where other people, like you know, men, kind of. More of the it's easier for them, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. they they go from here to here, yeah. where women kind of go. Burr, 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 burr. So, yeah. um, and is that just? I mean, part of it too. Like, I mean, just, I I had kids different ages, stuff yeah. going on. Like at one point, my grandmother, and my father died, yeah, and so I was just not in good shape. Yeah. And you know, there's all these different variables for each person. Um, I feel like maybe sometimes for women, if they have kids, it can be a little more difficult because you have those things at home that take yeah. the priority of a hitting open mics. Um, getting out for open mics was a little easier when my daughter was younger because right. she'd go to bed early, you know. But now she's older and, you know, you want to make sure that you're enough of a presence at home, mm -hmm. you know, that you're staying connected. You know, sometimes it might be two weeks before I get to an open mic. And sometimes it'd be one open mic every other week three, right, for a right, while. Right. So, and yeah. um, and then coming back from COVID, they're not all there anymore. Right. Or certain mics will be like so long because like everyone would be like 40 people on the list. <laughs> and it's like, no, I live an hour away. <laughs> I'm not staying here to one <laughs> to, to listen. Two minutes. Fucking <laughs> beat off jokes. <laughs> like I just can't. Like, I have a few things I want to work on. Yeah. I I'd be better off. Sometimes they'll just stay home and write, right. you know, yeah, and yeah. just kind of, I mean, I, I'm i not afraid to go up and talk into the microphone, so I, I can kind of work at home on stuff. It's not the greatest because you need the audience feedback, but for me, I can kind of, I can practice m how I deliver things at home. And um, I think, you know, if, if you struggle to talk into the mic and stuff, you need, you need to be out all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I should be out a couple times a week just to because I'm I f my inconsistency going out I feel m leaves my set inconsistent. Oh, of course, yeah, that, you know yeah, that makes total sense. So, yeah. like you said, it's energy, and if the more you energy you put into something, the more you're going to get out of it. Right. Well, speaking of, you mentioned writing. Have you ever um, written anything non-joke, like a or thought about a script, writing a script, or like a book, or a memoir, or any of that? Um. Well, my friend and I had started a script for that show um the that was based on my experiences working at a car dealership oh right yeah you mentioned um that. and uh i i have um a couple essays published uh 
friend of mine, Jen Lugos, uh, put together uh, some compila- compilations. Um, different people okay, contributed yeah. right, right, essays. Yeah, right, is that the yeah. right word? Um, Magavuo. Um, so Magavuo, they're like stor- travel stories. Oh, okay. You know? So it's a humor essay, yeah. but I, I have one essay and like two different books on that. That's cool. Um, and then this other woman, I put, I got an essay. Uh, it was about like smoking, like the the book was about smoking, quitting smoking, and different things. And I talk about the, when I smoked at first and got caught, and <laughs> stuff like that. So um, I've done some of that. I have like some essays written. Um, uh, I have been thinking about um, like a memoir or essay yeah. book where I just like you know. Uh, just different things that have happened. And, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I have a lot of stories. I have a friend of mine who's a writer, my friend Kevin. Um, and he's like, well, you know, we can start, like, wor- you know, wor- working some of these like stories out, yeah, you know, yeah. and, like, help, like, organize thoughts and stuff. Because sometimes, like, just being at home, it's not that easy to write either. Like, but I was going to ask you about your process. Do you, yeah. are you, like, will you just tell yourself, okay, at 7 o'clock tonight, I'm writing. Well, I'll tell myself that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, and then you tell yourself, but fuck off. Yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> hey, all right, you. I'm just going to switch the laundry around. And then, yeah, then yeah. all these other oh, things Oh, I got to let the dog or, out. Yeah. Oh, she wants a bone. Oh, yeah. the cat. You know, so next so thing you have know, the intentions. It's, it's 930. Yeah. But I find, like, I do better at, in the like in the, at nighttime when everyone else yeah, is settling yeah, down. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> if do you need a book at 10.30 p.m.? Because like, I can write you a book at 10.30 <laughs> p.m. But if you want something at 10 a.m., yeah. that's not going to happen. I right. don't know. I just feel like the creative stuff comes I think, out. I say between yeah. 9 and midnight. Right. It's like, now, do you think there's what, there's something to that, though, right, for a lot of people? Being more creative I think creative night. people are more like night, we're night people. Yeah. We're night owls. Uh, we don't like more. We don't. We want to sleep in the morning. I do. And be creative and have fun at night. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. And I think like whatever like to me, all the during the day stuff, that's when you take care of all your responsibilities. Then yeah. when nighttime comes, all right, I can write, I can Well. But sometimes know. I may have to set up my writing stuff at noon. Just have it out there and I, then I, yeah. and I do stuff and then if yeah. I think of something yeah. I just go blah blah or grab my pen or whatever. Yeah. But um I always try to have pen and notebook somewhere. Yeah, my car, my pocketbook. <laughs> like there's, na- I have napkins. I have book bags of notebooks. <laughs> like you know, like with napkins and sheets of paper yeah. and the back of an envelope and all kinds of stuff with just like a funny line yeah. that I thought of. You know, uh, there'll be like a million ideas there. Yeah. You know. I'll try. God help my kids when they have to clean out after oh. I die. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> be like, Did she well, even love us? I don't even know. <laughs> Are they, do you write about them? <laughs> no. Well, I do some, some stuff. Yeah. You know, my act. Of, you know. Yeah. Uh, one woman show, would you ever? I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can, like, you know, I, I, I'm a physical performer. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not John Belushi or anything, but I do a lot of like miming stuff when I perform because I like acting, you know. So, and I feel like it gives it something. A little talking about Tom Brady's rings. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ruin the joke. <laughs> Come see us. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, and I do like a joke about like 
turtle moms and at the beach and this whole you know like i have a bunch of stuff that i act out that um people they enjoy it you know yeah like oh i love the energy you bring to the stage and you know when you do that thing when you do that joke that makes me laugh like like, yeah you're like you know there's certain comedians like brian regan like when you see brian regan you gotta you gotta see his face you gotta see him oh you know yeah yeah Yeah. i do a lot of face stuff (laughs) face It's a, it'll be nice when this COVID thing is finally down and the like show regular shows come back. And we well, that's the thing too. Excited. It's like I'll be like, oh, hit an open mic and you know, reach out, see if I can get on a show somewhere. And then like you'll hear like three people got COVID right. and, and then two of them are long yeah. COVID, and you're like, yeah. am I doing the in. wrong thing? Like, I, yeah, I don't want COVID. Right. I don't right. like. Uh, some people don't get it. But you, you never don't got know. it. You never got it. I, I don't think no. so. I never got it. Mark? No. Never. Yeah. But I have friends, they just got it, and they've been sick for like a wicked long time. Yeah. I feel like this year, and it makes everyone's going to get it. Eventually. Yeah. Or, be exposed, well, like or be exposed. Or be exposed, right? Something. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to get millions of shots, but so you get like another booster, but I'm not like, I'm not into like getting boosters it's, it's, for the rest of my it's life. It's so funny how like there's some people that are, and I, I am, I'm against telling anyone what they can do with their body whether it's what you can put in or what you don't want to put in but then there are people that are very they're very anti-vaccine but then they also want to tell you you can't get an abortion it's like none of it makes sense right none of the last two years have made everything is upside down world like someone shook the snow globe well that's i mean and that's kind of what when society crumbles isn't that what usually happens Yeah. 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 I think so. That's what I've been saying. This, this is all a scam setup as far as I'm concerned. They know what they the the people in power know what they're doing. Yeah, they're trying they're fundamentally changing the whole planet. For their benefit. It's not gonna be for us. It's not gonna be for us. Even if they say, Oh, you have the universal health care, we'll be super fucked. Don't worry, you'll be waiting yeah. You'll be sitting there with your fl- flopping broken leg for four months, you know. Well, what a miracle. Well, I was just saying, this is my cousin Katie. When you have eight guys in charge of 75% of the wealth of the world, like, yeah. they're not going to change anything. No, they don't they're care. They, they don't have a thing to worry about ever. Yeah. <laughs> go On that note, no. <laughs> go blast off into space. <laughs> On that note, we can, uh, I think, unless you got anything to add, anything. Oh. I love you, lovely listeners. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You're the best. Oh. <laughs> That's very kind. I appreciate it. I love you. Bye.